This is Carlos Salamilla, the director and author of College Avenue Club and also the uh, College Avenue, the guide to the getting into the best colleges in the United States and getting scholarships. Well, tonight we have a special um, session because we're, gonna, we're getting really close to um, starting school. Uh, for the high school students and also for the college students. So we're going to be talking a little bit about the application process and how, you know, the application process becomes the most important part of you getting admitted into the college of your choice. First of all, there are two application ways of applying to the different schools. There we have um, the Common App, which is commonapp.org. You can you can uh, see it at commonapp.org, where 750 colleges use it. Some of the colleges that use it are Florida State, Caltech, Pepperdine, USC, University of Southern California, and many more. So, what does this mean? The com once you use the Common App and you fill all your information and profile in that Common App, and then all these 750 universities see it. If you assign them or designate them to see it, you send them the information and you don't have to do it again if the university that you apply to uh, is among those 750 universities. So that makes it much easier. And if you use the, uh, the essay, normally that essay, the general essay, it's the same one for all. Some of these universities, you know, may have other questions in the application, so you have to answer those. The other method is the universal college app, which is universalcollegeapp.com. And they have approximately 34 colleges that and universities that use it. Harvard, Cornell, Princeton, and others use it. And so if you are gonna apply to one of those 34 colleges and then you only apply, fill the application one time. So it's really important that you do, uh, you do it well the first time, do it correctly. So there is not going to be any mistakes because it's not just for one university. It's the same information for the rest that you're going to be applying to. Well, tonight we have uh, Cassandra Lamilla again. Welcome, Cassandra. Thank you for having me. Uh, Cassandra is ready to uh, go back to the University of Florida where she's attending and she received a, um, a scholarship, academic scholarship, and she's going to be graduating uh, with a dual degree, uh, one in journalism and uh, one in Spanish. So, Cassandra, you, you went through all this process, you know, like a couple of years ago, and, um, you know, it's not the most exciting process. Tell me about it. No, it's not. It's very, very tedious, especially when you do many applications for many schools. It's inputting the same information. It's the essays are a big part of it, so it's drafting and writing the essays. But it's not, it's not, it's really tedious. It's a lot of work. 
it's a lot of your takes a lot of your free time but it's but it's necessary and especially if you apply to a lot I applied to more than 10 so it took a lot of my time it took like my first half of my senior year was filling out applications for the for the deadlines in January so even though it's tedious and boring you have to do it but I want you to do it well you know dedicate the necessary time you know this fall semester that you're going to be going to school and, and you know participating in your extracurricular activities you have a an extra part-time job which is going to benefit only you which is applying to the to the schools of choice that you that you want to attend okay my approach is to apply to 10 schools you get accepted at five or more and you get scholarships in three or more so that's really the ratio and the and the percentages that i you know that i have dealt with in the last 20 years and it's worked out well you know there's students that apply at 10 and get accepted at 10 and there are other ones that get accepted at seven eight five and uh, you you know you have you have to increase your probabilities you know never lay all your eggs in one basket in one school because that school may not accept you and then you become totally disappointed and you have no options so Keep an open mind and keep uh, an open mind for in-state and out-of-state. So it's really important. In out-of-state, if you go to a public school, public university, you're going to be playing three times more approximately in tuition. Um, and also, in, in for a private school, private university, it doesn't make any difference because it is the same tuition for in-state or out-of-state students. But what is happening today, and we'll go more into detail in another chapter, in another session, is that private universities like Notre Dame, Harvard, you know, Boston College, John Hopkins, Princeton, they have so much money that if you get accepted at one of those schools of the many, many private colleges, they're going to offer you a scholarship. Okay, so it's very important to note that. Don't be intimidated and don't be impressed with the cost of the, of the school, the cost of the university. Even though you may not have the funds you know, to pay for that tuition or your parents may not have it, it's really, really important to note that by applying, you trigger the whole process of getting accepted. If you don't apply, I can guarantee you 100% that you're going to get 100% of nothing. So the first thing is you got to apply. you got to get admitted. So it's very important, very important that, uh, that you continue on with the application. Tell me about the, uh, Cassandra, tell me about the process that, you know, you went through and in deciphering and, you know, in choosing the schools that you wanted to, and and how did you end up in Flo- in University of Florida? The first thing that choosing my schools is that it has is that it has the pro it has the program that I want to study, because when I was researching the universities, not everybody has a bachelor's offers a bachelor's degree in journalism. So that's the first criteria is determining which universities have 
the your, the study the what you want to study your major right because not everybody has everything so then after that then it was to because my list was fifty percent in state fifty percent out of state so it was determining where what I would like to go the sizes of the universities uh, if like the cities that they're in so I know. If, some a lot of the universities I apply to they have good journalism programs so things like that uh, also when it comes to in-state I grew up like hearing about the public state universities all my life FSU, UF, UCF, FIU so those were I was like I'm gonna apply to them to see what happens so it it cut it it's several it's several things and it also depends on the person what type of university that they want how big it is what if it's in a small town if it's in a city so there's also personal factors too on how you research the universities and how you choose your list of how you apply to those universities okay so it's very important this is a very personal choice okay so if you decide that you don't want to live in a big city, I would suggest not applying for New York University or Columbia because that's, you know, you're going to be living in New York. The same thing in Chicago, L.A., or if you want to go to a smaller school, uh, to a smaller city where you're going to be living, remember you're going to be living there for the next four years. So it's very important that uh, you choose the university, first of all, because of the major. That's very important. You want to get the most and the maximum knowledge from the university you attend. So if you're going to be majoring in engineering, you know, you look at the top 10 or 15 universities that have top engineering programs. Uh, and that's, uh, and then you choose and you apply to them and irregardless of the cost of the tuition. We go back to that and we're going to continue to repeat that because, you know, by applying, you start the whole process of getting accepted. And once you get accepted, means it translates you into the university saying to you, I want you as a student. And they're going to offer you some scholarship money or grant money to attend. So, Let's talk about the deadlines. This is really important because I've seen so many students, you know, miss, not really give priority to the deadlines. Once they give you a deadline, let's say October 1st, as, a, as an example, do not send it October 2nd because that's going to be moot. They're going to cancel it. They're going to reject it. So be very, very conscious and be very punctual about the application deadlines. My suggestion and my recommendation is that you look at it and you put the, the deadline 48 hours before the, uh, the, actual no, the actual date is. So in case there's any, you have a glitch or you have an emergency, you know, you send it two days before. So it's not a, uh, and the sooner you send it, the better it is. Because as soon as they get the application, they go into a review process, you know, which takes uh, several months, and they, they do their due diligence and and, and they um, they do their analysis of you as a student. 
Um, so it's very important. The deadlines become really, really important. I cannot, I cannot overemphasize this. Um, so it's important that uh, when you're ready to complete the application, you have certain basic information that they're going to ask. Your social security number, your uh, home address and parents' information, copy of the parents' IRS tax return, uh, the high school information and the name of your counselor with his or her email and telephone number, and a copy of your high school transcript for your personal use. Um, you put the list of high school courses you're taking your senior year, and you need a credit card or debit card for the application fee. Regarding the application fee, it's important to note that many universities waive the application fee. They have fee waivers, but only if you request it. If you're applying to 10 universities and, and the cost is $80, it's $800, so it's not, uh, not cheap. But if you write a letter to them explaining to them that you need some help uh, in, and please waiver, waive the, uh, the, the college application fee, they normally do. But you have to write them a letter and tell them that uh, you're, you're in need of their support. And that's not going to hurt or affect your, um, your application possibilities, I mean, your admission possibilities to that school, okay? So it's very important also um, that you send the SAT and ACT scores to these schools. When you take uh, the SAT and ACT tests, you designate the schools that you want the and the colleges you want them to receive the um, the scores because they'll look at it they'll look at your grades and they'll look at your SAT scores uh, precisely coming up we have three dates remaining this year for the ACT scores ACT tests and those are October 6 2018 November 3rd 2018 December 1st 2018 and you normally have to you know apply uh, register around um, a month before so very important that you look at this look at the uh, DSAT test dates and take it remember on the SAT you can take it three times and they will only consider the highest score. You do not get penalized for the lowest scores. So if you get uh, 1,000 in the first one and you get 900 in the second one and you get 1,400 in the third one, they will take the 1,400 as the final score. So it's important. Take advantage of that. Many students don't take it. Don't, they don't take advantage of that, and they only take it one time. And it becomes, you know, very important in the admissions uh, process. And now some schools are doing away with the SAT. University of Chicago uh, just did away this year, uh, and you're not even required to take it. And more and more colleges are 
taking that approach and in in uh, not requiring the SAT or ACT um, scores or even to uh, value them as part of the college admissions process. Uh, it's important that um, you prepare for the SAT and I recommend strongly that you take a course before the SAT or the ACT exams. Practice, practice the test. It doesn't necessarily that means that um, it measures your intelligence by any means, but it measures you the way of n knowing how to take the test. And that's really, really important. You have to learn how to take the test and you gotta time yourself because this is a, a time measured test and you have so many minutes to answer so many questions. And so the more you practice, you will learn the strategy of, of uh, how to take the test and maximize your results. So, Sandra, now you, uh, you're almost ready. You're ready to go, um, um, ready to start school again? Yeah. Yeah, so you only have, uh, how many classes are you gonna take this semester? Four, my last four. Your last four? My last four. Okay, so, and then you will graduate uh, when? In December. In December of 2018? Yeah. And with what type of degrees? With two, with two bachelor's degrees, one in journalism and one in Spanish. Okay. One's a Bachelor of Science, that's the journalism, and the, and the Spanish is a Bachelor of Arts. Okay, so now so during the summertime, what have you been doing? I... All, throughout all my time in college and any free, like, summer, uh, summers I've been doing internships in related to my fields. I, throughout, during school, I, I've taken opportunities to get published. So basically half the rest of my time is building building my resume and most importantly for me as a communications person is building my portfolio so that's what i've been doing so summers it's internships so internships become very important especially once you start school you know capitalize on those summer internships especially if they're related to your to your major because those once you graduate the employer will look at those internships as saying, well, you know, this student really was very interested in the field, and so they were able to get an internship in related to their, to their field and to, and to their major. So it's very, very important that uh, once after your freshman year, look at the internships and um, as a way of not only making money but of gaining experience. Another thing for the international students, very important for the international students that when you apply, take the TOEFL exam. The TOEFL is the exam that measures your English ability. So, and I, again, the same way that you prepare for the SAT, I would prepare for the TOEFL because you have a minimum score and the minimum score, um, you have to meet that requirement, otherwise they're not, they're going to um, put you in basic remedial English classes uh, or, the, or they may not accept you. 
and to the class, to the college. It's important to note the, uh, the dates also, so please contact the U.S. Embassy in the country that you're, where you're from, and the U.S. Embassy has a list of dates in each country to take those exams. But now, starting already in August and September, you start taking the TOEFL. They will not make a decision on, on your application unless you have a TOEFL score. So you can apply for admissions, but again, you know, once you get the uh, into the admissions process, um, at the end, they're going to have to have a TOEFL score before they make a final decision of acceptance into the uh, into the college of your choice. Uh, another thing is uh, review your application. Very important. You know, don't just fill it out and send it in. It's important that you review it. It's important that you review your essay. It's important that you review all the data and that you put in as a uh, personal profile. Because once you do that, that's a record, permanent record that they're going to, uh, um, they're going to have in their system, and they're going to make a decision based on that, based on those um, that information that you you're giving them. So, if have your mother or father, or if not your brother or counselor, somebody review it. Just it. So make sure that everything is in order, and. Um, and once they get it, there's not going to be any discrepancy about one particular number or a letter. So everything is in according to uh, to the standards that they uh, that they require. And another thing, right now, once you send the application in, don't sit back and wait for just an answer because it takes them about three to four months to to give you an answer. I remember. You know, when I applied, you know, it takes normally four months. But, and they give you, <coughs> today, they give you an ID automatically when they send it. You, everything done is electronically today. So as soon as they receive it and they accept it, they send you a letter saying this is your, you know, application ID. And from there on, that's the ID that you're going to be using for everything and all the correspondence, you know, with the university. It's important that they're going to start continuing to correspond you almost immediately, right after you send the application. Right, Cassandra? Yes. Uh, they, well, when I applied, you make accounts and you you put an email so they will send, yeah, you have some type of identification. You ha either make an account in their system or you have some type of identification number and they will Sent essentially immediately afterwards, they will send you correspondence of like, Oh, your application has been submitted, your application has been verified. And unless they need to communicate with, with you about something, they typically don't communicate with you until they say, like, your, you know, your letter, your decision letter has come in. But yes, they do send you correspondence if they need to. You have identification number, either a username, an account something there's some way that they can track you if you have any questions if you need to call them yeah it's important that um to know that if they miss anything if they're missing anything they will send you an email they will they will not call you 
though the days that, that they used to call when I was uh, when I applied, those days are gone. So you have to constantly, you know, see if you're getting any correspondence from them. If they're missing a letter of recommendation, or if they're missing, you know, SAT score, uh, just continue to follow up. Because nobody, no one is going to follow up for you. These are, you know, you're entering the big leagues now, you know, the major leagues. And um, at the end of the day, nobody cares except you. You know, your parents can support you and the teachers. and But at the end of the day, the only person that's going to benefit from this is you. And uh, so follow up. Very important that you continue to follow up uh, on the application. Don't tell. And if there's any discrepancy on the uh, on the application, if they say something, then uh, you can always call them. Always write. But again, you can always call them. They have a number. You may have to wait online to talk to them for about half an hour because everybody sometimes call, calls them at the same time. But it's worth it. You know, if there's any any differences, um, call them and clear up the whatever issue there is. So it's important. Now we have um, application. You know, we have two types of admissions. We have the early admission and we have the regular admission. In the early admission, if you apply for early admission, means that you apply, let's say, for example, you want to go to the University of Chicago. University of Chicago, and you apply, tell them, listen, I want to really want to, I really, really, really want to be your student. So you apply for early admission, and you don't, you wait for them. And normally it takes them about 90 days to, to answer. You apply in September, October, November, and by December 1st, you will get an answer. Which means if they accept you, that means that you will discard any other application to any other school. You're bound to go to University of Chicago. That's very important to note. You have to be, when you do apply for early admission, you know that you really want to go there. That's your number one choice. You don't want to go anywhere else. You want to attend University of Chicago, and that's it. If they reject you, then you have options to apply to other schools. But it's very important that there's there are advantages to this. If you apply for early admissions, your probabilities of getting into that school go up because of the fact the message to them is that uh, you want to go. You want to be a student at the University of Chicago. And so that's the message by applying early admission. So it's important that... Um, um, that you do it, and then once it, they make a decision, if they do not, if they reject you, then you have other schools to apply to. So it's something to uh, to think about, but you got to do it in September. Um, and it's going to be bound, which means you have you they accept you, and you write, and they'll send you a letter. That you have to sign saying that you're going to be attending there at the uh, at the school at the at the college of you that you were you applied for early admissions and then and then you have another application which is called early action early early action is not binding meaning students who get accepted do not have to commit 
The typical deadline is late October to late November. Usually, early action has few restrictions and benefits the student by allowing them to hear early from a school. Um, it's non-binding, which is good. And the same thing with single choice early action, uh, which means you can apply early to only one school, but the decision is non-binding. Um, so uh, you apply to one school and then they say, yes, we accept you, but it's not binding. So in comparison to the early, early decision and early admission in which you're telling them, yes, I want to go to your school and this is the only one I'm considering, and therefore they're making their decision based on your message that uh, that's the college that you really want to go to. And also they have what they call um, priority admission, priority deadline, uh, which is priority admissions are just like the regular deadline. After that deadline has passed, schools accept applications on a case-by-case -case basis. Um, if they feel, if they have a need for students, sometimes they will accept a late application, but you have to explain to them, you know, why you were late and why are you applying at, at a particular time after the deadline. And then there you have the regular admission, which you normally apply in the fall semester. And some schools have the deadlines normally are until January. Um, so some schools extend it to February, but normally most schools ended up end up or close the uh, the application process uh, January fifteenth. And then what happens is you have a, a time, a waiting time for about four months. So April 1st, normally you are going to get a yes or nay. Yes, you were accepted. Congratulations. You know, you're going to have 10 days normally or two weeks to answer the letter. And, the, um, and then of no, you were not accepted. You know, so that's why... It's important to apply to minimum 10 schools. 10 colleges, universities, you apply. And so your, your chances of getting accepted are much greater than if you only apply to two or three. Because you don't want to be left out at the end of this whole process because you didn't apply. So, um, <clears throat> so getting, and not, not only that, but once you get accepted, you are, you have a, your chances of getting a scholarship is are much greater than than if than if you applied um, uh, in a normal the normal way. If you get accepted as an early applicant, early admissions, the chances of you getting a scholarship are greater than if you applied in the normal process. And you also get priority housing, which is very important especially if you're going to go to a big city because it's not cheap um, so you want to be you want to be on campus at least for the first year and you get uh, you know you get the best housing uh, that's available at on campus for that university so very important you know that you you understand the whole financial 
and the whole um, application process and look at each school and look at the deadlines that they have for early admission, early application, and the normal regular application. Um, and let's talk about, very important today, about the social media. Social media is an integral part of our lives. And those, and it's not every day. At least we get in contact with social media somewhere. Whether it's Facebook, whether it's uh, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, LinkedIn, you know, whatever it may be. <clears throat> or YouTube. We, we, we touch it somewhere. Or it touches us in a way. So social media is an integral part of the world. For millions of people. There are many negatives and positives on the use of social media. So the college officers use and read Facebook. They read Twitter. They read Tumblr, YouTube, Instagram, and blogs. Because they want to know who you are. And what better way for them to know besides the college admissions application than looking at your behavior in social media. Very important, you do not post any negative comments about the schools you're applying. Very important. They will look at it, and they will analyze it, and they will see your videos, they will see pictures, and they will see, they will read the comments that you're making. If you are partying at all times, and drinking at all times, they're going to look at it. They're going to see, you know, your behavior. And they're going to, and I have known students who have received scholarships and because, and after they give you, they offer you the money, the scholarship letter, they'll look at your social media and if they continue, if you continue to to be the partier, the, the drinker, or, and they will rescind your scholarship. I've seen a couple of students that they have received letters saying because of of your unethical behavior, you know, we are rescinding your the scholarship we offered and because they don't want somebody who's unruly. They don't want somebody with a negative attitude. They don't want somebody who's a troublemaker. So especially so if they're going to give you a scholarship. They're giving you money. They're giving you thousands of dollars. So why should they give it to you when they can get another student, you know, that fits more, you know, their uh, their rules of conduct? So very important. Social media it is integral part of our lives and school and and so use it to your advantage. Use post there anything that's positive about you, about your school, about your accomplishments, about your goals. Um, and that's going to benefit you more than anything else. Um, you're, it's important that you create a, um, a web page for you only, for under your personal name. And there you can post all your accomplishments and anything that's positive for you. So they will know, easy for them to see, you know, who you are. And with a click in the computer, in the mouse, then you can go, they can go directly and see your, 
and see your uh, pictures, see whatever you have been doing, and uh, so they get a better idea. So use that as a as a as a positive factor. Your email address, your email address becomes very important. So if you have MickeyMouse.com, change it uh, because um, you're not Mickey anymore. You know you're uh, Johnny Smith. Uh, dot com or you are you know carlos you know dot net etc um, you change because it looks more professional number one number two um, you know you now you're in you you're in the adult world so therefore it's important that um, you know you're you grow up and um, and live mickey in disneyland in disney world so very important that you you change your your email address and uh, and create a whole image of you as a responsible positive attitude student. Well, uh, we're coming to an end in this session, and then uh, I appreciate it. Uh, any time that you have any questions, uh, please contact me at Carlos at ideasforever.net or you can call me 786-344-0377 you can get a copy of the book at um, ideasforever.net and also in collegeavenue.club collegeavenue.club we're coming up with a new concept about the book is not only going to be printed but we're going to have a, a USB it's going to be a beautiful wooden box with a USB inside it's going to have the book and also it's going to have some videos about you know the college admissions process and scholarships so Cassandra yes ready to go to uh, UF again huh be a gator yeah well I'm always a gator you're always a gator oh yes excuse me <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yes, I am. I am very excited to go back uh, for my last semester. Yeah. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, students, everybody that's uh, listening to this podcast, I hope this has been some uh, an enlightening time. You know, for you to listen to me, I really appreciate your time, and. Um, we will continue on with this college avenue information and hopefully you will be able to i'm sure you will be able to get into the school of choice and be able to get scholarships and uh, so have a great week we'll be in touch again next week and um you know with more information and new guests and everything new all right have a great day carlos <laughs>